1: Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on. Must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert.
2: Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position by position analysis of the upcoming NFL draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Lock on lock on. Lock, lock, lock on, lock, 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 on.
0: Lock, lock on cowboy.
2: Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys Podcast, brought to you by Built Bar. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. Joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can listen to him on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, what is going on, sir?
0: Not a ton. It's uh, it's you know with the, with the, with the holiday week, it's always an odd kind of short week. So uh, everybody's kind of rushing through to try to get everything done uh, in, right. in the short right. week. So, but at the the good side of that is that we are at Wednesday. We're at Hump Day, so we're halfway through the week. Uh, and we have uh, the what I would consider to be the meat and potatoes of, mm. the, uh, of the offensive rooms to, to go ahead and start discussing. I'm excited about it.
2: Yeah, so today we're going to talk about the Cowboys' offensive tackles heading into the 2020 season. Uh, but before we do that, we should talk about their new offensive line coach, Joe Philbin, uh, who was last the interim head coach at the Green Bay Packers. Um, he was a head coach of the Miami Dolphins, but before all that, he started as an offensive line coach with a bunch of teams. He was with Iowa in the early 2000s. He was the offensive line coach for Green Bay for a little while. Um, So he's got a lot of skins on the wall, Landon. What do you think about this new uh, offensive line coach? Do you think it's an upgrade over Mark Colombo? What do you expect from Philbin in his first year with the Cowboys?
0: I like Philbin. Uh, Yeah, I've, I've watched a couple of his, uh, uh, his tapes from uh, from different cool clinics and that sort of thing, and 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 I love that he is focused on um, you know results oriented kind of coaching as opposed to like necessarily harping on technique. He, I mean, I think he his whole thing is that he wants to uh, he wants to basically he wants you to get the job done. He's not he's not as much concerned about You uh, executing your footwork perfectly as long as you're getting there, as long as you're doing the job correctly, and and then you know the the kind of of things that he harps on as as far as technique are are more about you know placement and that sort of thing, so uh, hand placement that sort of thing. So I I, I'm interested to see you know it's kind of almost it's interesting to see how different all these offensive line coaches are. Oh yeah, you know I mean you go back to. Uh, uh Callahan who was the kind of a zone zone wide zone guru was heavy heavy on technique and, and footwork and, and and where you your steps need to be and that sort of thing uh and then you go to to uh coach Anderson wait Paul Paul Anderson right is that I always get Paul's is, <laughs> yeah Paul he Anderson? was
2: very much technique based right because yeah, those well, guys hated some of the hand usage yeah, that they had to use
0: and that was the thing with him right is that he had the whole uh you know the, the high high hand low hand system that he was using which i hated uh, yeah and, and, and they really did like clearly didn't like and it took them a long time to kind of and it, it seemed like specifically lael collins really had a hard time kind of adapting to that yeah um, oh yeah and, for sure. and then they go back to colombo who i think is kind of a, was a little bit more of hey let's just get the job done and he wanted to kind of also continue to bring in more and more power and man concepts as well because i think that's the stuff that he liked to run and now we have kind of returned to uh more of a Callahan callahan system and not that they're they're similar coaches Uh, i think they're kind of different coaches him and philbin but again a return to a more Wide zone based system, um, you know, and I think again, maybe this is kind of the best of both worlds. Where uh, I think he's going to let these guys, do, you know, like Zach Martin and Tyron Smith, who've been doing it for years, to to use the techniques that's comfortable with 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 them, you know, and allow them to as long as they're accomplishing the goals. Uh, uh, you know, not not kind of harp on them on 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 changing their technique to what he prefers. So I'm excited to see that. I mean, this is a guy. Yeah I think a lot of people know Joe Philbin you know the offensive coordinator and the head coach former head coach of Miami uh but mm-hmm. this is an offensive sure. line guy I mean this is a guy who you know was the offensive line coach in, for a really or with the team with a really good offensive line Green Bay for a long time uh, he's been involved he was involved in that for a long time but before that he was uh Kirk france's offensive line coach at, at oh, Iowa yeah. for 3 years yep. so He's gotten the full, uh, you know, the full t- training as as a coach. He's got tons and tons of experience. I mean, he's been basically an offensive line coach almost as long as I've been alive. So, uh, yeah, I I'm, I was excited about this. I mean, I like I like when your offensive coord. I like it when your offensive line coach has some offensive coordinator experience because usually that means that they're going to help design the run game, and that I think that's where a lot of the run game design should be coming from is from the offensive line. Um, and so I, am excited to see what he brings into this, uh, this unit and, uh, he, uh, an experienced coach with skin on the walls, coming into a room with, with a bunch of players who also have, a, have a lot of skins on the wall.
2: Yeah. So Philbin gets a little bit of a bad rap for kind of washing out as a head coach. He was just the Dolphins coach for three years, but to his credit, he, he improved that offense quite a bit. I think when he took over, I was looking at this, this morning, um, they had the 27th ranked offense in 2012, but by the time he left, uh, or in the 2014 season, uh, they were the 11th best offense in the NFL, and partly because of their offensive line. Uh, he went to Green Bay. They had some success there uh, when he was the interim head coach. Um, so I think, I, I, I think he doesn't get enough credit for his offensive line. Um, now, really quickly before we, we take a break, um, at the very worst, this is a a neutral move from Phil or from Colombo to Philbin right I mean I don't think we're expecting any kind of downgrade correct
0: oh I mean I I think it's an upgrade I mean I I don't I don't think that there's I don't think we need to beat around the bush I mean I I like Colombo and everything but uh, he was a very very young coach and, and you know has had didn't have a lot of experience in the league and and really had only had Experience in this system around this team, which kind of limited the amount of voices and and, and coaches that coaching that he had heard. Not that that that's problematic, it's just that's where he was. I think Philbin is a guy who has seen it all, has done it all, has gotten input from a variety of really talented coaches along the way. Uh, If anything, he's you know, I I think you know, Colombo was a peer. To a lot of those offensive line Yeah. Well, he
2: played. Room. Did he play with any of those guys? I'm trying to think.
0: I don't was... think. No, I think he went one had, year like, after Tyron, Tyron was right. replaced. Yeah. Like, no, I think Colombo retired the year before Tyron came in, didn't he? Yeah.
2: Okay. So it was, Maybe. but it was close enough. Yeah. it right? was I mean, it's very it close. Was... Yeah. I mean, it's like yeah.
0: very, like within year, a year or two of each other. And 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 I think that Philbin comes in as more of a coach, you know, yeah, more probably. as a, as a guy that comes as you know has the knowledge that these guys are trying to get. So uh, I think that that, you know, that changes the angles a little bit. Hopefully he's able to kind of push them a little bit without, you know, trying to make them build, rebuild their technique from the bottom. up. Sure. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast. And this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card.
2: Um, all right, just want to let you guys know that today's episode of the Locked on Cowboys podcast is brought to you by Built Bar. Uh, again, right before I came on the show, grabbed a, a, a Built Bar to make sure the energy was up for the show. Uh, I went with the toffee one today. It was fantastic. Absolutely great. Uh, I love the toffee you, one. No, yeah, it's, it's, good. it's so yeah. good. Yeah. If you've never tried a Built Bar before, let me tell you this. They are by far, I mean by far, the best tasting protein bar out there. It's hard to even explain it. It's real, 100% chocolate, amazing flavors. The best part is... All of their bars are anywhere between 110 150 calories, uh, basically nothing. So you can enjoy it. It tastes just like a candy bar. Uh, there's no crazy additives. A ton of protein packed in there. Um, if you want to get in on Built Bar, just go to builtbar.com and use promo code LockedOn for $10 off your first box. And again, this week only, you get an additional $5 off the $10 locked-on locked on promo code. So that's $15 off your first box. That means your first box of 18 bars will come out to about 20 bucks. Not bad at all. Uh, it's an outstanding value, and I highly, highly recommend that you check out some of their new flavors that debuted this week. And again, BuiltBar.com for the best-tasting protein bar out there. All right, Landon, I want to talk about the offensive tackles, and we have to start with Tyron Smith uh still when he's healthy arguably the best tackle in the nfl but that health is becoming an issue it seems like every season now he's missing a few starts are you concerned about how much longer tyron may be able to play at that top level because i think he's now missed three straight games or three games in three straight seasons is his injury history starting to to concern you
0: i could be wrong but i actually think it's four straight seasons uh four straight I, seasons i, I mm. thought I just looked, yeah, uh, no, I'm not concerned about it because it, it feels like this is actually a new category of offensive tackle at this point. You know, the uh, the, the the Trent Williams, Jason Peters uh, level of... of How do these guys get tackles? so
2: old so fast? It seems like they were all just know. young guys. I, it's I
0: mean, difficult. not that Tyron Smith's old. He's not even 30 yet.
2: No. but <laughs> it seems like he's been that? around so long.
0: I know, it's just nuts. Uh, well, I, you know, I think that the, the thing with Tyron is that he, yeah, when he's on the field, he's still obviously an elite player. And I, I you know, I, I have no problems when he's on the field. It's keeping him on the field that's been the issue. So hmm. I, I think for the Cowboys, they just need to make sure that they have a plan in place for when he's not there. I mean, I, I think it's it's not, it's not quite to the point where I feel like, you know, you have to do something where oh we got to do something about this position i I think that you're getting uh incredible play from a guy that you know when he's in there it's just you have to be prepared for those seemingly by this pattern three games a year that he may not be available you know because his back is seizing up because of injury uh you know whatever whatever the reason is I, i just think that he's one of the best in football you know, and and when he's healthy or when he's on the field, at least, you know, there's there's not many people that you could get out there that could even replace him and make it better. So I, I'm willing to take 13 games of Tyron Smith, you know, for another 10 years, as long mm-hmm. as I can figure out, like, you know, what to do with those three games that he can't, he can't make it.
2: it. It kind of feels like what we went through with Sean Lee, you know, like in what, 2016, 2017, where it's like... Listen, when he's on the field for those 12 games, you're going to have a great, great shot of winning. You just got to figure out a way to survive that three, four-game stretch where he he misses time. And unfortunately, that's probably the stage that we're at in Tyron's career now where he's, because of some of the injuries, the back injury, uh, the elbow injury, these are things that are just going to be kind of nagging that he's going to have to, you know, the Cowboys are just going to have to deal with. Um, at what point do you start thinking about potentially replacing Tyron because I, I agree it should not have been this year I know people wanted the Cowboys to take a tackle at 17 if one of them fell I, I just think that's way too soon especially considering how cheap Tyron is on his current contract but again he's not 30 yet but the injuries are becoming somewhat of a problem when do you start consider replacing him
0: well I mean I think he, he his current contract runs through 2023 if I'm not mistaken Jeez. <laughs> the um,
2: biggest deals in in the NFL right now in this current yeah. contract. just ridiculous
0: and 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 his cap number only uh only goes down from here so <laughs> yeah
2: him and George Fant are being paid the same amount of money this year
0: <laughs> yeah I mean it's still again Tyron Smith's contract is maybe the best contract I've ever seen for a team like it it really oh, yeah. is totally 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 ridiculous uh their cap yeah so his cap number in 2019 is gonna be uh, 15.5 million. Next year it goes to thirteen point five, then twelve point two, then thirteen point five, thirteen point six. For the hey, by that
2: years. point, by that point of his career, that might just be what swing tackles are getting paid. So yeah, just to hang on to him. So,
0: so maybe just hang on to him. So, I you know I think you just watch it. I, I think you know maybe in a year or two, maybe even next year, you think about drafting a tackle high and and start you know developing him. And this yeah. is all hinging on whether or not some of these other guys hit don't hit because I I do think that you know. Y- we could talk let yeah, we'll we will talk him. about we'll get to Brandon Knight, but I, I think that there is some opportunity for there to be some guys that are on the roster to get some more time to develop into being that guy and then potentially saving you a draft pick. But I, I, I do think that next year, the following year, that's the those are the years when you need to start having mm-hmm. I don't know about a replacement plan, but at least but a, a higher backup. Sh- Yep. But a high-end backup, yeah, to, to at least replace, you know, deal with those three st- starts a game that you're not going to get him, and then with an eye towards what could be the future of the position, what, you know, could this guy be the future of the position?
2: Yeah, so this is for your real hardcore football nerves. They need a Ty Nitschke, who the, the Redskins yeah. had for years behind Trent Williams, right, where... A guy that can come in, play both tackle spots, and gives you at least adequate play. The Cowboys need to find one of those guys. Um, Let's go to the right side of the offensive line, Landon. And Lyle Collins had an absolutely fantastic year last year. Um, I was actually kind of surprised that he started uh, 16 games in 2017, 16 in 2018, and then 15 last year. Early on in his career, it seemed like he got knocked a little bit for being injury prone. That doesn't really seem to be the case anymore. My question to you, Landon, is this hmm. is this the year that Lyle Collins passes Tyron Smith as the best tackle on the team? Or did that already happen last year?
0: You know, I mean I think there was definitely weeks last year where Lyle where Collins was playing better than Tyron Smith. Um, I don't you know, I don't know if I'm ready to say that he is I would a say better the peak player. is
2: better for Tyron, for sure. The peak uh, yeah. when Tyron's right, for sure. He's better. I'm just yeah. wondering now week in, week out, if Lyle might be actually the better tackle.
0: I mean, I think we could be I think we're getting there. You know, I think we're getting to the point where his play and the consistency of it uh, has kind of finally leveled off. You know, I, I mean again, we talked about the coaching changes and how it had an effect on Lale, and I do think it kind of was a little bit of a step back for him, uh, kind of dealing uh, with with the, the the high hand, low hand stuff and the change mm-hmm. in technique with the coaching staff. I, you know, I think last year kind of showed you where he could be you know where where what, what the kind of promise that we saw from Lale and, and the, the first real season of of uh a kind of a, a revelation of what of of all his skills right i, I think you know we, we've been waiting for this version of Lale collins to show up for a little while it feels like and and part of it has been you know like i said changing techniques changing positions changes in sides of field. You know, I think that these are all things that have made Lyle kind of disoriented. And now that he's really settled into right tackle, uh, he's starting and really kind of comfortable with that side. He's starting to really, you know, understand the nuance of the position and really kind of shine. Um, Yeah, I think that he is as good a run blocker in the NFL as there is. I really and yeah. um, and I think that his pass blocking has come so far that it's it's really shocking. Really, after that season where he had to go against that murderous row of pass rushers, I really feel like he was grown a lot. I think it was like the twenty. Was it last? No, twenty eighteen. Yeah, it was twenty season.
2: eighteen season. Yep. Yeah. Yep.
0: I think he really has grown a ton as a pass protector since that season, and and now what you're seeing is a guy who, I, I mean, if he goes into the next year and is the best tackle in all of football, I wouldn't be shocked just because I, I think we saw that he started to really get comfortable. And when he gets comfortable and he's playing at a high level, it's as good as anybody in the NFL.
2: I agree. Um, I thought last year with the Cowboys extended Lyle Collins um, before the season, I thought that was maybe a bit premature considering, uh, you know, the first two years of him at tackle were okay. They weren't fantastic um but now just a year later that looks like a fantastic deal uh i think he's now the i'm looking at it now one two three four five six seven the eighth highest paid right tackle in the nfl and you could make a pretty good argument that he's maybe the first or second best right tackle in the league uh that i mean that's just a, a fantastic deal for dallas only 26 years old uh this will be his fourth full season at tackle coming up I I just think he's a fantastic player, and I I still think he's growing. I I would not be surprised if we see an even better version uh, of Lyle Collins this year. Um, Let's take one more break, and we'll come back and we'll talk about the backups behind Tyron Smith and Lyle Collins.
3: They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
2: Guys, we talk about physical fitness all the time, but there's another side of the game that is just as important. I'm talking about mental fitness. Calm, the number one app for sleep and meditation, has teamed up with LeBron James to help you train your mind. LeBron and Calm know that your mind is like any other muscle in your body, and Calm can help you train your brain so you sleep better, have less stress, and perform at your best. And if you head to calm.com slash locked on, you'll get 40% off a Calm premium membership. Again, that's 40%. With Calm, you'll have access to the nature scenes that LeBron loves, like rain or leaves, and so much more, like sleep stories and meditation. For a limited time, our listeners can join LeBron in using Calm with a 40% discount to an annual membership at calm.com slash locked on. Unlock content to help you focus, ease stress, and sleep better. Get started at calm.com slash locked on. That's calm.com slash locked on. All right, Landon, um, looking for the Cowboys swing tackle. It's going to be a little bit more difficult this year than in previous seasons uh you know over the last two years the Cowboys had Cam Fleming uh they decided to to move on from him this offseason and the guy that looks like he's going to get the first shot at being the primary swing tackle is somebody that we both like quite a bit and Brandon Knight uh we saw him last year in the Jets game uh come in and play really well I certainly thought he played better than Cam Fleming what are you expecting from Brandon Knight in year two
0: yeah, I mean, I think, you know, we saw a lot of... You know, we were all excited of after the draft when he got signed as an undrafted free agent. I think a lot of us had studied him and seen kind of what...
2: Well, the the smart fans, the other ones were looking at the other... The Clemson tackle, right? Oh, yeah. Remember yeah a lot, of people, yeah, a lot yeah. of people thought Hyatt was the guy that was going to win that job. But, sorry, didn't mean to interrupt.
0: No, no, no. It's always time to, I guess, rub it in their face. Uh, <laughs> I Yeah, I mean, I, I think you know uh watching his tape you just saw a guy who had the right attitude had the right playing style had the mentality um in and, and uh, you know I think look, the question became you know what how is he going to uh, adjust to uh this level of play a move, moving up to uh this level of play i mean you know he you know is from indiana and it's like you get pretty good football out there i mean that's you know Obviously, uh, uh, the Big Ten is is mm-hmm. a lot of, of really good uh, offensive linemen come out of that conference, but I, I, you know th- there's still quite a bit of, of a jump from playing Ohio State and, and, and playing in the NFL, uh, and so he came in and, and, and really impressed right away. I think and, and showed that he belonged immediately, and you know I think by the end of um, by the end of camp. Uh, had had basically worked himself onto the team because he had just, you know, never really kind of had a bad day and and had shown out against uh, upper level competition. And it was to the point where, I mean, I thought that he should have at least gotten a little bit better of an opportunity to take Cam Fleming's spot. You know, I I mean, I think he, you know, he showed that he belonged and he wasn't, it wasn't too big for him. Uh, and then he actually got the opportunity to go into the game, you know, at, at a certain point. And and, and I think what well, you said it was 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 it the Colts game? I can't remember. Uh the Jets what, game. The Jets game. Uh, yeah, and, and I was able to get in and get some snaps. And 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 you know, I remember watching, and, and he held his own against some pretty good Absolutely. defensive linemen. So, yeah, I I am a big Brandon Knight fan. I I I hope that he can come and kind of just grab that ring immediately, make that swing tackle his job his. Uh, I think he has some uh, ability to go inside and play guard as well. I think he's shown that, but I, I think that what they got in a guy in Brandon Knight is um, a guy with with the kind of finisher attitude, tough guy. Uh, nothing's going to be too big for him. He's not going to get too wide eyed to any of that stuff. Uh, I, you know, I don't know what kind of off season he's had, but just knowing his mentality, if he Paul if George he went did. in yeah. if he went in and worked hard. I would not at all be surprised if he came out uh, and came into training camp and, and, and finished out training camp as the guy to be the the, the choice as that kind of swing tackle uh, on game base.
2: Yeah, um, I agree. I'm, I'm a big fan of Braden Knight. I'm excited to see what he, he does this year. Now, I know pro football focus isn't the Bible to go on by offensive linemen, but it is worth noting that um, he did play a you know a decent amount of snaps for an undrafted you know free agent last year, 110 snaps. Uh, did grade out better than guys that were drafted ahead of him. Uh, Andre Dillard was somebody that he graded out better than uh, you know guys that got paid this offseason. Or D- Titus Howard, a first round pick from last year, uh, was better than you know, those kind of guys. Um, it was paid or played better than George Fant, who was a part time player in Seattle. So while I don't think the Cowboys are expecting to get a superstar here. Can they get a maybe an average tackle, you know, an average starting tackle? Is that too much to hope for? Uh, I don't think so. I think, I think year two is going to be really fun for Brandon Knight. Um, let's go ahead and move on to some of the other guys that the Cowboys have on the roster. Uh, Mitch Hyatt, who we just uh, talked about a little bit ago. Uh, Terrence Steele, an undrafted free agent from Texas Tech, who has uh, about a million pass-blocking uh, snaps in his career And then Cam Irving, who the team signed just a couple weeks ago as a a veteran swing guy. Um, We were kind of talking pre-show. We both think that Irving is probably going to play more guard in the NFL, but he's somebody that has tackle experience. Uh, Of these three players, which one do you expect to make, make the biggest impact this season?
0: Uh, well, if, if we're talking about this season, I think it's Cam Irving. I, I but I think it, it's yeah, kind of in that role that you talked about, where he's the bottom of the of the bit, be- the back of the bench game day rosterable yeah. guy. Yeah, he's like the the complete five man swing guy, right? So they so don't want to probably play your Cam. eighth
2: offensive lineman. Yeah, probably yeah. Lineman. the guy yeah. that
0: is basically you know emergency can come in and play any spot you need. Sure. Um I, I think Mitch Hyatt is. It's I don't know what to expect out of Mitch Hyatt. You know? It's like he came in as a very highly recruited, undrafted free agent, but I think, you know, you and I and any of these guys who had studied these you know these, these tackles, I, I mean, I'm just kind of confused by by the the excitement yeah. over Mitch Hyatt. You know, like he I I he didn't really put a lot of great tape out there. He has a lot of accolades. Like if you look at his at his Wikipedia page, I would sign him on the spot, you know, like, I mean, four time starter and a, was a two time national champion, you know, and like, you know, all,
2: all American. Yeah.
0: All American. Yeah. Uh, But I think you put on the tape and and, and you analyze it as a, uh, you know, with through the eyes of someone who's watching NFL tape and you see a guy who isn't incredibly athletic, uh, is under strength I mean, he's just basically under underpowered, um, and you know is kind of a, a overdeveloped prospect. I mean, he doesn't really like. I don't like. It's not like there's a ton of upside here, you know. So I, I think it's interesting. I, 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 you know, if he got into the weight room and was able to really put on some strength, uh, and you know, kind of just change change his body a little bit. I, I mean, I, I think that experience that he has has value. Yep. but I think athletically he really needed to kind of come in and, and change his his body, and, and, and maybe he did, you know. But sure, I I, I, I have doubts. What a guy was a four year starter at Clemson, you know. It's not like he was yeah. short of of of, of, a, of a, an appropriate weight room while he was. Those guys don't oh, change all that much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I, I I I don't have a ton of hope for him to, to come up. But I mean. Maybe he will. Maybe maybe he'll show us all wrong, and he really worked hard this offseason in a way that he hasn't been able to. And maybe he comes back as more of a of a road grader type, you know, right tackle type.
2: Yeah, well, uh, let me add this in here because I do think this is important. Um, he was somebody that the Cowboys stashed on the practice squad all year long last year. So it's somebody that they at least liked a little bit. And they did elevate him to the 53-man roster late in December. So whether they just wanted to get him on the field, whether they... Uh, we're worried about a team sniping him. He did make the team's final roster at the end of the season. So And maybe he's developed. They... You know, maybe yeah, maybe, sure. maybe maybe
0: that's happened during the maybe during the season he, he really developed in yep. a way that they liked. Who knows?
2: I agree. So it's just something to keep an eye on. Uh just really quickly on Terrence Steele he's probably the guy that's trying to take Mitch Hyatt's job in the practice squad, right? That, that offensive tackle that has a, just a ton of pass sets. He needs to get better as a run def, a run blocker. Uh, but, you know, probably somebody who's going to play a ton in the preseason, uh, you know, in the second half of the game. So keep an eye on both those guys, Mitch Hyatt and Terrence Steele. All right, Landon, as we do in every show, we need to grade the position group so far, a for quarterback, running back wide receiver. We gave C's to the tight end group what do we say about the Cowboys offense tackle spot?
0: I'm going to say a minus because we don't really have an answer at the swing tackle position. We're just grading tackles. I mean, this is supposed to be a, you know, the offensive line room as a whole, but because it's so big, we're, we're having to split yeah. it up. And since we're splitting it up, I mean, I, I you know, Tyron Smith, Lale Collins, when they're healthy, hard to find a better book in pair than those guys. Uh, I I'd give him the minus just because there is uncertainty at the swing tackle position. But, I, I mean, I think Lael Collins and Tyron Smith are about as good as you're going to get as far as booking tackles go.
2: Yeah, uh, a lot of teams have one good tackle. Very few have two good tackles. Nobody has three good tackles, right? And, and that's just kind of the way the NFL is. The Cowboys have two excellent tackles. They're just hoping they can find and develop a, a, a competent guy behind Tyron Smith, and Lyle Collins we think Brandon Knight's it but yeah I'll say I, I'm going to actually even go better I'm going to say A I don't think there's any any offensive line or you know offensive tackle room in the NFL that's better than the Cowboys so uh, I, I think this might be the strongest position group in the entire NFL alright that is it for today's show thank you guys for tuning in make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts remember you can follow the show at Locked on Cowboys you can follow Landon at McCoolBCB and you can follow me at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we will see you next time.
3: If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast.